Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse Video Game News and Reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the Gaming Community, and with me, as always, is Diddy. Got it, folks. And J Dimes. What's up? Oh, man. Today on Joystick and Mouse, we're going to tackle like one of those kind of sensitive topics. Uh, so I hope you guys are ready and, and strapped in here um, because I think this is one that really needs to be addressed. Um, have you been anywhere near social media this week? Uh, you, you know that there are member. Uh, you know, there have been a multitude of women coming forward to share their ex- uh, experiences of sexual abuse by members of the gaming and streaming community, and uh, these stories are heart wrenching. And we applaud them for having the bravery to come forward and share them. And we want to discuss the topic and why women in gaming are treated so poorly. Um, now, first things first, I want to address the big elephant in the room. You got three guys talking about this topic. Um, for, for me and Don, um, this is kind of, I know this is kind of personal, just like, you know, we have daughters, right? Like for, for me, this is something that I, you know, I've been following a lot of really brave women on social media and it's, uh, and this is just kind of the right time to, to talk about it because whether or not we are women in this space, we want to show our support and, um, you know, hashtag believe women. This is a really important thing to kind of bring up. Um, before we kind of jump into some of the topics, I do want to share with you folks at home that there's some exciting news. Uh, speaking of amazing women in my life, my wife and I are finding out the gender of baby Albisu number two coming in, uh, technically number three, coming in, uh, in, November, we find out the gender tomorrow. Boo. So boo. excited. Don is. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we're not allowed to boo that. Don is adamantly against me I, finding out the this gender. Is, this is one of the very few great mysteries in life that has left. I, this is. <laughs> I, I, I am all for not knowing until the baby comes out. I don't like surprises, Don. So, uh, fun. Deanna's also a major planner. We, we gotta, we gotta know everything, dude. This is Eh, just paint the room green. It'll work for either one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you, and, and for those of you who listen to this, that also listen to the dad Chronicle, Deanna and I are going to record a special episode of the dad Chronicle talking about it too. And so stay tuned there. Stay tuned to all the social media that you find me on. Um, it's going to be exciting guys. Exciting, exciting times. Uh, uh, before we kind of jump into some of the news though, what's happened in your all's world? Anything, anything exciting? Same old, same old. Yeah. I did tell you I'm going to tear my computer apart again. Yeah. So why are you doing this dude? Uh, so, well, okay, so I, I have complained multiple times, uh, for the whole time that I've owned it about the, the lights not working correctly. So, I'm going to tear out all the lighting and put in new controllers. Okay. But when I do that, I figured if I'm going to tear it all apart, I'm going to get, uh, they came up with a distribution plate for my case okay so so they got this beautiful distro plate that goes against the back back wall of the case and then you can run the tube straight across gotcha 
makes it look really nice. So I figure I'm tear it apart. I might as well, uh, might as well go for it all. Uh, you know, you, you just stressed me out with this whole thing. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it again. Look, I, and maybe I'm asking for it because I stress you out with wanting to learn the gender of the child before it comes out. You're stressing me out with your computer, baby. My this wife is... feels the same way. She's like, oh, really? You serious? Really? <laughs> Dude. It, but here's the problem, everybody. Don has a freaking uh, liquid computer, like liquid cool computer. What happens if all that crap ends up all over your your, your bits? We'll turn the power off before we Jesus, drain it. Stress me out. spent so much money on this computer. Oh, I know, man. And he has had more problems. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not real real thrilled with the quality of the uh, thermal take stuff I bought for it. Just not. You know it works great? Some... Not liquid cooling. <laughs> Man, just come on back and get you a normal fan. No. Um, oh, it's the fans with the problem. Man, my not... fans run fine. I just got some regular Corsair fans not in this box. And, um... You know, it's one of those things, though, like, like I've been, I've been, it's overclocked at 12%, um, you know, stressing the graphics and stuff, and the thing's running at 50 degrees. It's just, you can't beat it. You can't beat the. the I mean, but how many times have you taken this thing apart? Completely. (laughs) (laughs) Way too many times. So here's another update, and this kind of, um, it's going to circle back to Don's PC. Uh, Filthy Casuals, our World of Warcraft raid team, raiding once a week, every Wednesday night over here at twitch.tv slash alexalbisu. Um, we are now uh, three quarters of the way through freaking uh, Heroic Nihilotha. That's badass. This is so great. We've that's, only been raiding for Heroic for a few weeks. And so we're, we're doing really, really well. Um, in the middle of raid a few weeks ago, Don's computer just like took a crap. And uh, and I remember getting that text from you and my heart sank because <laughs> I knew how much money you sank into that computer. But it wasn't even an issue with the uh, with the computer itself, right? It had something no, to do with this is this is peripheral. Too many peripherals attached to the USB bus. And then so what happens is that it's right on the edge and then all of a sudden it crashes the system. But then it won't start back up again because because USB bus is getting getting uh which is crazy oh. because everything made is USB. Like what is a person yeah. supposed to do? Yeah, but how many so, things do you have plugged in, Don? Oh dear God. Um Wow. A lot. A lot? Uh at least twenty. See, that's more I mean like Dude, what the hell you got plugged in? Everything is is everything is RGB, so it all gets controlled by the computer yeah. software. It's crazy, dude. So I'm looking for some isolation hubs. They make they make these uh, USB hubs that isolate because even powered hubs don't usually um, isolate the bus. Yeah, these are full USB hubs that isolate everything. And, and how much do those run a hub? They ain't cheap. <laughs> They're about ninety bucks a pop. Jeez, that's for crazy. a for a twelve port hub, about ninety bucks. That's insane. 
Um, well, uh, just wait and see uh, until next time when uh, Don's computer catches on fire for the last and, time. And this is why Don't I love put that into the world. Don't this say is that. why I love this stuff. It's fun, fun man. You, you like tinkering. I get it. I, get I, it. Love no, I don't want to tinker. I don't want to tinker. <laughs> you don't want anything to do with it? <laughs> no, no, no. I could spend that time reading comic books, um, watching, playing the division. Yeah. The only tinkering I do is with my with my uh, loadouts in the division. I don't That's the only tinkering you do? That's the only tinkering I need to do. That's fine. Yeah. Everything else, once I set it up, I want it to work. Um, well, guys, I, I do want to jump into today's topics here because they're they're important to uh to talk about um so let's go ahead and jump right into the news it's time for the news so first up multiple employees at ubisoft including two executives have been placed on administrative leave as the company conducts a corporate investigation following allegations of professional misconduct. Bloomberg, uh, as Bloomberg reports, the two executives placed on leave are Tommy Francois and Maxime Bellan, uh, two employees that serve as vice presidents in a division overseeing worldwide development of the company's games, Bloomberg reports again. Uh, both men faced numerous allegations that surfaced after multiple accusers came forward on Twitter. Now, this is one of the things that we were talking about like earlier on. Um, again, this is coming from the perspective of some some guys, right? Like, it's not to say that men don't face... Um, certain sexual abuse or misconduct or, or uh, receive that, I should say. I mean, the, the majority of these cases uh, are certainly women and that's kind of what we're focusing on today. I think that the spirit of this discussion, um, while it could be a bit sensitive is certainly something that is worth, um, talking about because, uh, like I said at the beginning of this thing, you know, Don and I have daughters and this, as, as I was reading a lot of this, this stuff kind of hit home. And um, when you when you think about men who are in positions of power um, taking that opportunity to really like you know take advantage of of young women um, who, who may be looking to start you know their career in this field and whatever you got to do to to kind of work your way up like. It's fucked up. There's no other way to say it. It's it's really, really fucked up. Um, I'm trying not to go all like social justice warrior on this thing, but this thing hit home for me, man. Um, and, it, you know, I would just like to say there's nothing wrong with being a social justice warrior. I mean, people use it as a pejorative. No, I get it. I, I get it. I guess what <laughs> it, I'm trying it, to say. really not. Yeah, like really what I'm trying to say is like I, I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, maybe. No, no, fuck it. I'm going to be a little preachy. I was going to say, maybe I'm not trying to be preachy. No, fuck it. If you're going to sit here and take advantage of people like that, fuck you. Like, that's really, really screwed up. Um, so uh, that's kind of, before we kind of jump into some of these topics, I just kind of wanted to preamble a little bit with that. Um, Don, you found this uh, uh, this article. Did you did you want to talk about anything specific about this? I, I not specifically about these guys except that I, I picked out Ubisoft as an example um, because this one was was at the top of the chain um, but this isn't 
anything this isn't exclusive to ubisoft this no. is pervasive through out all game companies all developers all publishers we've heard it we, we it's come to light in the last week or so from multiple companies but this isn't unique to ubisoft i, I just i picked them out because this was you know the president and vice president that were they were called out on it yeah and um there were a lot of outpourings from twitter we're going to talk about a couple of other situations but in the last week the video game industry has faced a me too reckoning with an outpouring of stories on social media um many in the twitch and youtube creator space as well as employees of large game developers and publishers have come forward about abuse sexual harassment and other misconduct at the hands of high-ranking employees while working in the industry and many allegations have uh made against several employees at Ubisoft, including Assassin's Creed Valhalla creative director Ashraf Ismail, who recently stepped down from his role in the game and took a leave of absence after allegations of sexual misconduct with uh, fans surfaced online. In response to the uh, multiple allegations made against several of its employees, Ubisoft announced in a statement last night that it will be launching investigations. So... I mean, here's here's the thing, man. Like, I mean, it's great that people are are taking this stuff seriously, but like, I mean, you've heard about this sort of stuff in the past, and we're going to talk about some other examples where things weren't really handled uh, as swiftly as I think they should have, um, or, or as well as they should have. And, and I think that for a lot of people, this is kind of new. This is kind of new territory. Like, how do you how do you respond to this? It may not be obvious to some people. Right, like to me, it's like just fire the guy. Like it's fucked up. Fire him. I separate yeah, you yourself think, from whoever it you is. You would think so, but I I think that a lot of times, especially, and and I know I'm guilty of this, and I I have had my eyes opened, and I have have changed my outlook on things. Last, a lot of times we will say, "Well, boys will be boys." Ugh, that's the to worst. To a certain to a certain extent, you right. know, uh, you, you know, rape and, and, and that type of, and those things are never right. It's, that's not right. You know, and that's, but sometimes we'll, we'll hear people make inappropriate comments and we'll say like, like we have this thing about, you know, that's what she said. I, you know, I have made it a point. I'm not going to say that anymore because that's not, it's not appropriate. It can be taken the wrong way. Um, you know, so I, I, I sometimes, sometimes we turn a, have turned a blind eye to some of the, the crap that's gone on and we need to stop and it needs to stop and it needs to, to end. And, and us three, the guys, we're the ones that, that need to make it stop. We need to start calling people on it. We need to stop, you know? Yeah. That's a really, stop turning turning a blind eye to some of this stuff that's a that's a really important point um you know and i i've uh you know just kind of shifting a bit to another really kind of important topic and i mean well it's always been important but something that's really been coming to light a lot right now is around some of the racial injustices that are finally kind of being addressed in some cases and people are start, starting to finally like catch on. Um, one of the things that's been really 
um, I mean, what's the word I'm looking for? Paramount for me, um, like learning some of this has been, it's not enough to just say I'm not racist or I'm against, you know, uh, sexual abuse of women or things like that. It's not enough to say, it's like, what do you do behind it? Like us being able to level leverage a platform Mm -hmm. like this to be able to talk against some of that stuff. Um, it starts with us people that can kind of speak to it and urge people to think differently and to, uh, consider different perspectives to listen. I think it's, it's really important because that's something that I've done a lot of over the past month or so. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned, um, that we have daughters and, and I, I remember my daughter was a, a guild leader and a raid leader. And she absolutely refused to talk in comms because of the crap she got. Yeah. And I look back at it now and I wish I'd have stepped in. Yep. I wish I'd have, I'd have, you know, even if I'd have just created a character on, on that server and jumped into her raid so that I could just say, what the hell's the matter with you guys? Knock it off. You know, I, I, should have done that as 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 a parent you know and i, yeah, I wish I, you know, I would have the flip side to that and and i get like you saying as a parent you wish you had done it but how many other people played on that raid server with her the fact yeah, that and nobody else anything. did it and, and nobody, nobody else said anything it, yeah you know what i mean like i know yeah um yeah you know i i could say the same the same two things for all the stories um that we're going to talk about tonight uh, the first would be believe women. Um, yep. There's not a high likelihood or there's not a high percentage of instances where where women lie about things like this. As a matter of fact, they typically they typically hold it back for so long. Yep. And they just suck it up and take it. Um, and then the other thing I would say is I know you all talked about having daughters and how this, you know, like hits you all a particular way. But if you have sons, I think you also have a responsibility to raise them not to be trash men. I, I'm really glad that you went there yeah. because <laughs> Absolutely. raise them not yeah. to do things like this. As two guys, I, yeah, with, with sons, like what do, what do you guys say about this? I have gone out of my way to, to try and impress upon them that you are not that way to women no means no no matter what um you know and and that you treat them well you treat them like you would want yourself to be treated yeah 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 i there's a there's yeah. a podcast that i listen to all the time and one of the hosts like he catches a lot of flack on twitter because you know he's constantly saying he's like men are inherently trash like it's not all men, but like, if you played the percentages, we have some real trash habits. Yeah, as a we do. For the rest of society, I mean, if you look at the world as as a whole, most of the problems in the world, ninety eight percent of the problems in the world, they're caused by men. It's not women. Yeah, the yep. women don't typically find themselves in the position of power to cause issues. So inherently, hey. as a gender, we have. We have some pretty trash behavior. Um, and- we do. And 
and it's inherent and and it it's inherent in society too yeah. i do not know one woman not one that hasn't been sexually harassed not one listen listen i'll take it a step further i would bet <laughs> you probably don't know a woman that hasn't been sexually assaulted in some way and i'm not talking about like rape but like grabbed yeah. touched Oh yeah, you know, in, in a way that was yeah. not not wanted. Yeah, you yeah. probably don't. Probably don't. Happened. No, I don't. I mean, I mean, Deanna's told me stories of her at a bar where some guy went up and like grabbed her ass and yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, and you know, Deanna like she turned around and gave him what for, but it was trash, like what the actual fuck trash habits. Yes, trash habits. Um, I, I do want to kind of shift a little bit because this is kind of evolving the conversation. I want to talk about another story. Diddy, you want to you want to take this one? Okay, so this one really, I was I I have followed a lot of these guys, and I I was not really surprised at this, but uh, World of Warcraft's top competitive rating guild method is collapsing a bid amid multiple allegations of sexual abuse and sexual assault against a long time a longtime member method josh as well as claims of sexual harassment and misconduct by co-ceo sasha stephens at the time of publishing this story dozens of members many of whom are paid contractors including general manager shana Dere roberts and notable streamers zizaran and jari have cut ties with Method along with other affiliated Twitch streamers and sponsors such as MSI. This was... I was surprised a little bit as how pervasive this was in Method. Because this was top down. This was yeah. everybody. And I was like... I just was a little, and it, this is multiple people against the same, against multiple people, against the same person over and over and over doing the same thing, and nobody ever did anything about it. There's a line in Remember the Titans that mm -hmm. is so true in almost every walk of life. Doesn't matter what you do. Attitude reflects leadership. Yep. Yep. And if if your leader's getting away with it or your leader doesn't care, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I think that this is this was a really really devastating blow for the WoW community. Um for those who follow, you know, like the world first efforts and um surprising or not, like a lot of people were like Oh yeah, of course Josh was doing that stuff. And it, I mean, it's really fucked up to hear it. It sucks that it really took this long to kind of get to this place. And, That's and me crazy was, of course, Josh did this. I mean, he, he has been like this forever. I'm like, how did somebody not step up and say something? Nobody's surprised. Well, yeah. And, and what I, what I kind of want to emphasize is that, yeah, like leaders lead by example. So one of the, one of my favorite things that um, who was it? Uh, Tom Merritt used to say this. By the way, happy birthday to Tom Merritt. His birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday! It was happy actually birthday. happy fiftieth fiftieth birthday. He 
So he, uh, if you follow Jury uh, Justin Robert Young online, he was he was giving everybody a hard time saying, "Oh yeah, today's uh, Tom's birthday." I texted Tom, said, "Oh thanks," you know. Ended up not being until like Sunday. So like I yeah, it wasn't his birthday. It was, it it was, was his birthday. It was his birthday all weekend because Justin <laughs> just started like trolling it. But anyway, one one of the things that Tom has always said, and and Justin says it too, is it's like you earn the the chat that you that you uh, create, you know, like with your online community. Right. And I, and I think that the, the more that you become cowardice at standing up towards things like that, the more, um, the more it breeds that awful. Yeah. You get the chat you deserve. Thank you, Travis and chat. So it's like you, you have to take the extra effort to make sure you're weeding out the terrible in your community. Um, I, I manage a couple of, I have a couple of different communities. All of it kind of blends together. If you think about all the shows that I do and the, the gaming and stuff Mm -hmm. that I do, but it, that's, that's one thing that I, I feel like it's like you just never, you also just never expect it in some cases as a community leader to see some of the members of your community doing stuff like that. I, I've, to my knowledge, I've, I've never had anything like that ever come up. Um, but man, this has made me really, really think a lot about how some of that kind of comes into play. And that, that kind of leads us to another similar story coming out of, uh, the world of Warcraft scene. Um, this is, this is in regards to a, a world of Warcraft community, one of the biggest in, in the world convert to raid. Um, good, Good, genuine people. I just, I just want to point this out. Pat Crane is an amazing human being. Great dude. Um, I, I can't imagine how hard this was for that team. It doesn't discount how poorly it was handled. So, convert to raid sexual allegations. Got a member, Marconin, kicked out of the guild, and uh, this incident, uh, though, wasn't so cut and dry. Uh, this was a quote-unquote consensual encounter between them, and um, the 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 female in this case says that she was manipulated into doing it, and um, you know I think that at the end of the day, this comes right back to something that we were you know talking about at the beginning. It's like you got to believe women, right? Yep. What what Jadime says is is so important. You can't just sit there and you know, I'm going to investigate. And, and this is where, you know, I was I was reading a bit of the, the Twitter drama back and forth. And I know a lot of folks were, you know, kind of heated from this exchange in the WoW community uh, with CTR. Um, and, and Pat admits that, like, it, it wasn't handled right. It also points out how, how crucial it is that people become equipped with how to handle these situations when they become third party to them or aware of them like how do you how do you address it it's not it's so simple for some people to just like confront the issue head on for 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 me like i i would probably be the type of person to just address it head first because that's just kind of how i deal with things but for for others who um perhaps have a personal relationship with the other person who was who was doing the bad thing you know, like they're probably going to sit there and like think about it. Like, I know this person. I knew they wouldn't do this. It, but it ultimately comes down to you know you got to believe women, and um, 
you know, they, they, CTR, Pat's done a really, really good job of kind of going back and explaining, like, you know, taking ownership of, of what happened with, with his community and, you know, talking about how he really wasn't prepared to handle this. And I think that this is another part of it is really taking ownership. If you don't know how to handle something, talk to people, do your research. And again, this is kind of coming back to the Black Lives Matter piece. This was something that I had to learn a lot about. Um, it was always a, you know, thought of, yeah, Black Lives Matter. Yes, it's like this is important, but really to truly understand how to talk about some of these issues without going to, you know, J-Dimes and, and asking him, how do I deal with this? You know, like to do my own research and like to f learn how to handle these things. Like we have to take it upon ourselves to start learning how to deal with these situations. Sexual abuse is, I think, one of them. We have to be proactive in thinking about how do we deal with that when something happens in front of us, you know? Um, that's the first thing that came to mind when this showed up on our list of topics. Do you guys have any thoughts? My my wife and I disagree about this one. Uh, I feel like the person in question used his influence to I, yep. manipulate her into a sexual encounter. My wife says, well, you don't show up in his hotel room without without some culpability in it. Oh, that's that Mike Tyson defense from, from back no, in the eighties. It, it didn't work for Mike, but and that's um, that's that's a she she knew she, it was consensual. It's not like he took it, you know, anything like that. But I, I my wife seems to feel like she regrets what happened, and that's more of the issue than she was actually taken advantage of. Can I can I give two two examples real quick? Yeah. First is that Mike Tyson thing. And I remember being a kid. I, I don't shit, I couldn't have been I, I couldn't have been older than middle school when Mike Tyson went to jail um for uh raping that um that young lady. And I just remember like listening to other people talk about it and you know, listening to the news myself and thinking to an extent that like why do you go to somebody's hotel room at three o'clock in the morning right like that seems like mm -hmm. a very easy thing to to rationalize like that that line of thought but the flip side to that is why shouldn't you be able to right right like why why shouldn't you be able to go i mean that listen that's the same thing like saying Man, if she hadn't wore a dress that looked like that, guy probably never would have approached her, right? Like it's the same, it's the same thing. Yeah, right. Just just a little bit different. Um, By the way, that's I, that's something that kills me when people use that excuse, right? Because it, that first of all, it you're not taking accountability for the bullshit that you just did. Like it's like saying, does a prostitute not have the right to say no just because she's a prostitute yeah. or he's a prostitute? Like yeah. no, a no, a no is a no, right? Right. Um, but I do think this this is a different story that I was I was listening to someone tell about an interaction on a date with a guy, um, where he just kind of browbeat her into like having sex, right? 
And so, like, he just kept pushing the button. And she said at one point, she was like, you're, you're just not going to stop asking until I say yeah. And he was like, no, not really. And so they ended up having, having sex. And her friend said, you got raped. Yeah. Like, and she, and she said at the time, like, if her friend had never said that to her and explained why she felt that way, she would have probably never come to that conclusion. But if you wear somebody down, that's not really consent. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like yeah, taking, that's... You, you've essentially taken somebody's will to say no. Yeah, I mean, at the, and, and that's something that a lot of women great. have spoken up about is is this idea that maybe it wasn't as consensual as I thought. Be, and this is something that's been nagging at them for years. Yeah, there's probably some there's probably some uh, regret in there. And she's not going to go ruin this guy's life. If if she had some, you know, like uh, that was a terrible that was some terrible sex or, or I can't believe I did it with that. So embarrassing. Like. Nobody does. They you if you truly regret it, you truly regret it for a specific reason that has to do yeah. with how you were forced into not maybe not physically, but emotionally and mentally you were coerced or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can regret encounters for reasons that do not. I don't think amount to assault or rape. Right. Right. Like you can regret having an affair with a married person. Yeah. Right. That's that's not the same as feeling like you were pressured or coerced yep. into a situation. Yep. And, and, and no, and go ahead. A yes under pressure or coerce or coercion. Ain't a yes. It's just like if 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 you're suspected of a crime and the cops browbeat you into saying yes because you just can't take it anymore. Right. Central Park 5, for instance. Yeah. Um that's not a real confession. Yeah. It's not real consent. Yeah, man. Um I I want to kind of shift this into the Twitch perspective. We're on this platform here. Um there's been a lot of uh, a lot of turmoil on this platform. Yeah. Uh Jdimes, you want to talk about it? Sure. When streamer Samantha Wong told Twitch that she had been sexually harassed by another person connected to the Twitch community, the report went all the way to the top. A Twitch VP who has since left the company, Justin Wong, says he escalated her allegations to Twitch's CEO, the head of Twitch HR, and the VP who managed Twitch's relationship with the accused person. All assured me it would be handled. A year later that streamer was still on Twitch. Yeah. This is yeah. disturbing. Don't be trash, this man. Is... That's, that's, that's just, just don't, don't, don't be trash, man. Like, yeah, there have been a lot of them um, coming out and I follow a lot of female uh, streamers. They're, these are hilarious, powerful, like empowering women. And, and they make really, really good content. And to hear how many of them have been taken advantage of it. And, and, you know, seems like TwitchCon has been kind of a, a breeding ground for some of this, uh, which kind of sucks. Um, it doesn't kind of suck. It fucking sucks. So to, to hear that people oh. are taking advantage of that clout or, or whatever that people look up to them for, really, it's a shame. 
Yeah, you know, you know, we've seen we we've seen this. I've seen this. I've seen the girl sitting at the end of the bar at at um, uh, uh, BlizzCon, who was obviously impaired. You know, and some guys talking her up, and you just don't really think too much about it, right? Right. But it's it's the same thing. It, it's somebody taking advantage of a situation, and and they really shouldn't be. Yep. Yep. Trash. Just trashed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this this isn't. So I I know we're concentrating on the video game <clears throat> and, and streaming industry here, but this is this happens well, everywhere. I mean, listen, it just came up in the comic industry. I don't know if you all saw uh, Warren Ellis, who is yep big time yeah, comic writer. It's been accused. Um, there were more accusations of like grooming, mm -hmm. um, professional wrestling. Yeah, same thing. It came yeah. up in professional wrestling. Yeah. It comes up in in the uh, film industry all the time. I mean, Harvey yeah. Weinstein just yeah. went to jail yeah. for for this very thing. Um, it, it this is this is permeated throughout society, and then it's up to us to put an end to it. Yeah, and just like the racial injustice, it's up it's up to Alex. It's up to the old white dude to to put an end to it. You know, it's I, I need to step up and. and and be better about everything. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. And I'm happy to see that these women are speaking up to, to share their stories and to make their voices heard. Um, one thing that I'll just kind of leave this topic on and then we'll talk about some streaming news, but the, um, it's, it's really empowering for me as a father to see the, the sort of, courage that these women are coming forward with lately and to know that aria they're kind of paving a path like i i don't ever wish this upon any woman especially my daughter my wife these women in my life um but to see that yeah. but to see that aria has strong women role models coming forward to talk about these things it's fucking cool man it's really fucking uh, cool Oh, this is how bad it is. It at BlizzCon, there is a group uh, that you can join that is uh, like a a uh, uh, that you can tweet them if you feel that you're in a bad situation. You can tweet this group, and they will come come rescue you. Yeah, we have to have that at a conference. For gamers, yeah, I, I just that it being a part of this community that sort of breaks until my it, heart yeah, like to have that. Uh, until until people start getting their acts together or whatever, if that ever happens, you know, yeah, and you shouldn't have to have that. You should a woman should be able to go to a gaming conference and feel safe. Yeah, man. Uh, you, we shouldn't have to have that. I would just point out that. This is an issue that has existed throughout the history of time. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, and we've never fixed it. Right? Um, well. And we need to. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. But it's, it's, you know, it's not an issue. It, it's, it's not just 
It's not just gaming. It's not. It, it's not like it, it's. It's not like it's just combined. It's confined to like nerd culture. It's corporate America. It's the military. It's yeah, it's politics. It's, it's. I mean, yeah. I mean, imagining being the twenty-year-old intern who goes to work up on the hill. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what are those stories? I'm sure they're. I'm sure they oh. exist. Um, we've just got to do better. Yeah, man. We had a, the president of the of the country <laughs> grab him. I, I mean, you know, right? Taking advantage of his of his position to seduce an intern. I, yeah. you know, it's just. Yep. Yep. It's everywhere. I I don't. Unfortunately, for this topic, I don't think this is the moment. No return. Not no. But I hope. But well, I hope it at least. It at least shines enough light on it that we can, you know, open the door and and start to make the turn. Yeah, I think that we could see enough people in power lose their jobs and go through enough embarrassment that you start to see the next group of people take more thought into what comes out of their mouths and what actions they commit. It's not going to fix everyone, but we might turn three and 10, right? Like the the society is going through a a real, a real reckoning, right? If, If somebody had told me, I don't even know how many weeks we are away from George Floyd getting murdered, but if someone had told me that after that, like we weren't going to just have, you know, a black lives matter movement, but like we were going to have a representation movement and we were going to have women coming out and telling their stories because somewhere in all of this, a group of people stopped being afraid of speaking truth to power. And so we're getting a floodgate of it. Hope so. So maybe we will turn a corner. Maybe. I would love to see it. Whoa. Oh, yeah. You see, if you're watching live on Twitch, there's a little picture of what was Don's she? daughter. Five in that picture? Not fair. Yeah. How, how old was guys here, hon? Three. 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 Yeah, man. 20 years ago. Yeah. No. Crazy. More than that? 25 years ago. Oh, I thought she was younger than that. Crazy, man. Um, Well, we're going to shift a little bit uh, of this topic. I do want to invite folks to write in. Let us know your thoughts on on this topic. Please let us know your thoughts. Um, And and my my ask of you is is to be better. Yeah. Be better. Joystick and mouse at gmail.com. Um, all right, so we have some full stream ahead news. Uh, let's jump into that. Don, you're up. All right. The future of gaming lives inside little metal cages. If you believe some <laughs> of the biggest gaming companies out there, piled on hardware racks, blinking with little green light. If you've ever been in a server room, it is the coolest thing ever. It's really pretty. It's like a... Racked and racked uh... and racks of equipment and just little blinking light. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's,
It's calculated inside, stacked together computers, and pumped out of remote servers through big underground tubes. It is distributed across the globe. Shanghai, London, Prague, Virginia, from nondescript city block size, architectural monoliths. To see it up close, you would need to pass through multiple levels of security. If you've never been to a, a server room, go look for pictures, go find, see if you can get somebody to take you in one. It is an incredible, incredible experience. And there is rack upon rack upon rack. Each, uh, they, uh, there's a little bay. The bay has blades in it. The blades are single computers and I they think there's usually 10 or so in a tray and you can have like 10 to 12 of these trays in a rack and they're all blinking and they're all passing data and I believe this we've said this multiple times that is the future of gaming we're more and more and more we're seeing everybody sort of jump on board with this and uh yeah it's just that's the way it's going. You can it's freaking it. cool, man. Uh, yeah, it, this story in Wired was was pretty pretty much what we've been saying for the last you know last year. You know, it, uh, this is the future of gaming, and and it really is fueling an arms race, and who's going to win? This story reminded me of why I used to love Wired magazine. Yes. Um, yeah. They have not fun so stories much anymore. But um, this is, for me, kind of a throwback. Yeah, there used to be a magazine put out by MIT called Technology Review. Yeah, I remember that. Which is sort of the new Wired. It's it's those tech stories about the stuff you don't hear a lot about. Yeah, Yeah, and and we've seen... Uh, a tremendous amount of conversation stirring up on this show has been around what are these companies doing that are, you know, investing in this cloud infrastructure so that you can play your games on the cloud. You don't have to invest in, in the hardware. You're just playing it over the internet. You're tapping into that computer or that hardware over your landline. Um, um, so not your landline, your ethernet, your, your cable, your Fios. Um, Still technically a landline. a landline, isn't it? Not yeah. technically. Anyway, the yeah. point is, is that like what, what's what's amazing is that it's like what what it's sparked. Um, cloud computing in general has sparked this like whole different economical approach to um, how you handle computers and technology these days, and, and just seeing how much gaming has uh, has taken advantage of it to this point it's cool it's going to get better and and i really like this part of this article where they kind of talk about some of the sizes of these data centers where they've got all this stuff like microsoft owns a dublin data center that's five hundred and fifty thousand square feet that's nearly 10 football fields on top of size and location these facilities uh require top of the line hardware security maintenance uh and gaming servers are specialized with powerful graphics cards and other high-octane tech ensuring low latency beyond what might be expected from a server that hosts Google Docs. 
and it's a gargantuan risk to invest all of that cash in infrastructure supporting a not-quite-mainstream-yet technology. And at the dawn of cloud gaming, some tech, some tech companies are better set up than others to succeed in an industry so reliant on infrastructure. And that's where, like, you know, we kind of look at what's happened with Stadia where it wasn't really handled all that well. Like, Google was primed, man. Like, you talk about infrastructure. They got YouTube, um, Google, like, all their uh, Google Drive infrastructure. They have a tremendous cloud uh, infrastructure. Same thing with Microsoft. Like, Microsoft has a lot of potential here. Um it's it's going to be i'm curious to see how um how all this kind of plays out over the years but but it's fun it's fun to to see it all kind of laid out here this is sort of google right google google never does a good job of telling us what they're going to give us right they promised all this stuff and then and then when it they didn't deliver it all at once it sort of fell flat but they still do have the infrastructure and the clout to make this happen. Yeah. I think Microsoft might be a little bit more in the driver's seat um, as far as where they're at currently. Mm -hmm. But the best service out there is NVIDIA's right now. I mean, which is surprising. Without a doubt. Yeah. I, one of the things that we haven't brought up a lot and, and, I've thought about this the last couple of days after seeing a couple of articles about this. Do we think we're going to get better games because of this? Because the developers get to develop for one platform? They get to, they don't have to worry about meeting so many um how do you measure so better games configurations? How do you measure better games? Like, what's your measurement? Better story, of... better performing, less bugs. Um, I, I look you know, at all, all the things, all the things that you would spend money optimizing for various hardware configurations, you can now put into other parts of the game. But I don't know. I mean, you look at games like The Witcher 3, fantastic story, great graphics, multiple platforms. I don't know if it would necessarily change it drastically, but what it might do is streamline the process so that it is delivered quicker. faster, quicker to market. Yeah, even that would be a an, an acceptable byproduct of this. I'm, yeah, I, the other one is there's no install time. I mean, shit, it's already there. You just press play. Like, like World of Warcraft is a hundred and ten gig download. Huge. To install it. Man, listen, the Division 2 ain't much better. No, not at all. And, and what was the one? I, uh, the Last of Us Part 2. I downloaded oh. for the um, on the PlayStation. Oh, my did, God. Did y'all finish I, that I, yet? Almost. No. I, I'm no, getting... Wait, wait do we go to game review? Where do we go to game review? I'll, I'll oh, okay. give my thoughts on that. <laughs> okay. Oh, so do you, do you want to talk about it real quick? Uh, talk about uh, yeah, the last okay. of us all right because so, i talked about it last week here hold on hold on let's do it let's do a quick thing yes and the reviews were so mixed they I'm were sounding there all right so so i talked about the last of us two last time and how uh how much i think it's one of the best games of all time uh diddy thoughts are this year because animal crossing came out and i think animal crossing is game of the year hands down oh. without a without a doubt okay um, the story 
in Last of Us Part Two is phenomenal. The inclusion in Last of Us Part Two is phenomenal. The gameplay itself just is flat. I'm not feeling it. I'm not. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of repetition. I got to sneak around the th the thing and grab the dude and cut his throat out. Uh, it just you know just i have developed variety such <laughs> a tenseness in my neck and shoulders from playing the last of us part 2 because of how stressful those <laughs> those moments are there, there have I, been a couple of I times where i've just fuck it and i just start shooting <laughs> i like you know yeah <laughs> So let me ask you, is the play style any different than the first one? Uh, I don't know. I never played the first one. No. You never played the first one? I know. He screwed uh -huh. up. He screwed up big. I haven't finished the first one, but I won't play the second one until I finish the first one. You have to play the first one. It There's so much that you miss contextually about relationships. And, and man, that, that game for me, when I... so. You know, you you kind of get this father daughter vibe a bit happening, um, yeah. and for me, that game just hits home on so many oh, emotional levels. Oh, there's levels. definite tugs on the heartstrings all over the place. There, it's yeah, it's, uh, no doubt about that. And the story is really good. Um, you know, the story of revenge and not try not to get into it too much, but you know the. Uh, all that the story is very very good yep um and it's what makes the game but it's the gameplay is really pretty lacking um uh let me ask it let me ask it this way well are you experienced uh, um how far into the game are you uh Uh, heading to the second location within the city. Okay. So you are... So finish the first part. Okay. Had to go to the to the next part now. Um, as soon as you think the game is over, you've got an entire other game left. Oh, I don't think it's over by any chance. I'm just no, I'm just stretching the imagination. I just think that uh, I've snuck around and had to sneak up in a way, but way I'm, too many times. I'm just saying, in a way, it. Um, I'm trying to be very careful about how I say this. In a way, you weren't really expecting to play the game. Like, um, shit. I'm trying to think of how to say. Just by the time you think the game is over, you're like, oh here we go. <laughs> like you're, you're continuing the game and there's a lot to go down. Um, yeah, it just, it does a lot for me, that game. And I'm at a, um, I'm at, I'm at a place where things are, think are starting to kind of come to a head, uh, getting very close. It's very, uh, very tense. Like I said, it's just scary. It's frightening, man. Like, the the jump scares in it are real and they're not cheap jump scares whatsoever it's like 
good horror genre shit. It's great. Those clickers, fuck those clickers. But they're manageable. Yeah. Um, I hate those. I hate the sound. Yeah. But the it, sound of the clicker. Drives. They're manageable. I'm telling you, J-Dimes. What was it? What was the one? Was it Dead Space where you're in the lab? Oh, that See, game. I thought, I thought Dead Space was better. Scare-wise. Terrifying. That game is terrifying, too. Anyway. Like when you walk in the fucking library and the thing comes out of the, the cabinet at you, uh, just, you open the cabinet and the damn there, there is um out of the cabinet at you. <laughs> there's a bit of that coming up. That's all I'll say. So just wait. Um, friends, uh, it's been kind of an emotionally charged episode. Um, lot, lots of we'll more serious. Drink after this one. Uh, yeah, I'm, it, I'm drinking. It some has, but whiskey. but you know, it was. I didn't think we could ignore it, and I think no. it needed to be talked about, and we need to put it out there that we need to be better. Yeah, all of us. Every single one of us. Well, friends, let's clap it out. Good show. Thank you to everybody who's hanging out in chat. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Alex Albisu every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, we record live over there. This episode will come out on a Wednesday. This was episode 78. Today is June 29th, 2020. Uh, if you'd like to support this show, you can do that by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Do that. It helps. Um, make sure that you are, uh, you're following us on social media, all the contact information to get in touch with us is over at joystickandmouse.com. So from, uh, me and, uh, Diddy. See you later, folks. J Dimes. Later. All right. You guys have a wonderful Leave evening. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>